Hello everybody and welcome to the to-do list. Today we are going to be talking about one of our favorite topics, especially because we live in New York City, and that is Broadway. Yes, everything is opening up again, more tourism starting to pour into the city, and so we want to talk about Broadway in general, but also the best way to get tickets because we get asked this a lot. How do we get the best prices on tickets? What do the locals do? And there may be some things that you, maybe as a local, don't know as far as programs that you can sign up for to get those cheaper tickets. And with that, here we go. Hi, this is Noah. Hey, it's Kimberly, and this is the, the To-Do List. I'm shaking my hands and doing jazz hands because I'm very excited about this episode. I kind of, I'm not saying I twisted Kimberly's arm, but I, I was thinking to myself, we live in New York City. And when people come, like friends of mine, or even just tourists in general who reach out to us and say, hey, I'm coming to New York City, what's one of the things I should see? One of my top three answers is always and consistently a Broadway show. Because if you're coming to New York City, Broadway is something that New York City has that I feel cannot be replicated anywhere else in the United States. Okay, I was going to say the West End. <laughs> no, in the United States. Because <laughs> okay, I think... fair enough. I compare like, it to, um... like, Hollywood, if you were going to L.A. Hollywood, they shoot those movies everywhere. Yes, they do have a set, but they're not necessarily... You know, you have a live audience for, like, a game show or something. Yeah. But Broadway's a big deal. Oh, and yeah. I, I, and that's why I feel... It's one of the main features in New York City. That being said, in my research, because everyone knows I love doing my research, that what I discovered was... Broadway in the 2018 and 19 season generated 1.43 billion dollars. Big business. Billions. Yep. Uh, they had 38 shows open that year. So that's relevant just because I'm going to do a compare and contrast to what's open now on Broadway. And that's kind of yeah. why I feel we held off a little bit till season three, as it were, to do something on Broadway because we, we started doing uh, the to-do list podcast during the a little bit before the pandemic really hit. And Broadway, in turn took a big hit pretty much everything took a big hit so like even with this podcast we were like oops <laughs> because, <laughs> because the whole thing was like we were like great we could see shows we could talk about them while they're open all these plans that we had and everything shut down i mean even with travel we've been very limited in new york city one of the most busy and interesting cities i think in the world i will say that there's many of them it's not just new york a broadway musical reference a lot of things to do in New York City and basically everything was shut down so it's like what are we going to talk about when nobody can do anything a Broadway reference calls New York City the greatest city in the world I'm not saying that musical is right but I it's one of the greatest in the world but I will not say the because I've been to many awesome cities so Maybe, maybe that's a future episode what's the greatest city in the world that's hard we have to no. we really have to see a lot of cities um I, I, it's going to be hard for me in this episode. I'm not going to lie. Kimberly and I both have backgrounds in musical theater. I'm yes, not going to lie. I once did a 20... Oh, no, that was Othello. That was Shakespeare. I did a 20-page report on Othello. But as far as... I, and it's interesting because when I, we talk about Broadway, my mind instantly went to musicals. And that's... I mean, full disclosure, I'm partial musicals. I have seen plays on Broadway. I did a 20-page report on Othello in college. But I also did a 10-page report on Babes in Arms, which is a bit of an obscure musical. I yeah, can't say it's, it's produced not that often. Produced that often. Enough, but, yeah. but most people know the song My Funny Valentine, which a jazz standard and is in Babes in Arms. But don't get me I could I could I could I'm very excited about this episode. I love Broadway. I think it is one of New York City's greatest assets. And if I were to leave New York City, Broadway, I will say is one of the things I will miss most, having the opportunity to just one night go see a show. Absolutely. I think I think that is one of the highlights of living here. Sometimes I will, and we'll tell you how we do these things, but like at work or after work, it's like, hey, want to meet and see what's on the board or We'll explain all this in the podcast, but it's something that you can kind of do, grab something to eat quickly, depending on the time, and go or grab something afterwards because it is New York and everything's open all the time or starting to be again. But I think it's a highlight. And a lot of the time when I have friends come and visit in, in preparation, they'll have already booked two or three shows and they're ready to go. So maybe it's the crowd I hang out with though, because I know like my brother had no interest because I, he's not a theater guy. So it definitely depends on what you're looking for but even if you're not big into theater i really think it's something that everybody should do once 
see a live show and if you're going to do it always support local as well and community theater and stuff we're really big into that but you really should go to broadway i think at least once in your life it's it's a whole different ballpark uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just when you say that who who you are when you mentioned your brother did really didn't interest yeah. an interest. I'd say or who you're married to because I will say when my mom and dad came, love you, mom and dad. Shout out. They saw eight shows in eight days, and I would credit that more to my mom than my dad. Yeah, so, that's a lot. But when you say encourage people to see local community theater and sport theater wherever they are, I think that's applicable to what we're going to talk about in this episode. Sure. I plan on bringing up a number of shows that are memorable to me. And sometimes a show is memorable because of who is in it, but sometimes it's memorable because of the material itself. Mm -hmm. And there are a number of shows that have been on Broadway that will show in regional or community theaters or go on a national sure. tour. And those are one of those things I feel you should like check out. And I will honestly say that that's... There, I, I feel there is something for everyone on Broadway. Uh, whether it be Book of Mormon or Avenue Q or yep. two humor set things, I think they're more palatable to somebody who is not a quote-unquote theater person well, than a diehard fan. especially even though, and, and maybe I'll get a little flack for this, especially when it comes to juke box musicals. Yes. Those are huge in New York City right now. I'm going to be honest with yes. you. I'm not a big fan and as a performer it would not be the happiest role for me. Hey, look, I'd be happy to be on Broadway and get paid what they do but would the reality is it isn't it's not a passion of mine, but these shows do do well and audiences like them. So if you're with somebody who's not really big into, you know, theater, theater, it may be more palatable if it's what, isn't MJ the musical? Yes, it is. I was yeah, going to literally MJ ask you that. A Tina Turner, too. Don't forget Tina. Oh, do not forget closed. Tina. No, it's uh, still open. I did my research. Oh, okay. So, you know, there's things like that As that of the are time on right this. now and people love stuff like that um it's 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 not my cup of tea but you know everybody has different things i like i tend to like obscure and depressing very musical theater specifically now that, I got, that's that's what i love now i got tina turner in my head i hope you have mj in your head no in his musical i hope there's annie aren't you is it annie aren't you okay annie How's aren't you okay okay yeah if that's in the show would Smooth you go see criminal. it Smooth. No, absolutely not. I, I could listen to it on Spotify if I wanted to hear it. Honestly, it's just not my cup of tea. It's just not. What's love? That's all I'm saying. Yeah. What's up? That's my karaoke song. I'm not going to Yeah, we can't Oh, Tina. Mm, I'm not going to say anything about <laughs> Tina. Yeah. Paying her taxes. Tina. I, I wasn't going to say anything about <laughs> Tina. But interestingly, you say that. There's something for everyone. So one time my parents came, and this goes into, I'm going into a little bit of my favorite memories. Kimberly may jump in with some of her favorite yeah. memories of Broadway shows. But when we say there's something for everyone, a good example would have been when my parents came to come to New York, and we were going to see three shows while they were here. And my dad picked one. My mom picked one, and I picked one. Mm -hmm. And to show the disparity between the three, my dad picked Jersey Boys, mm -hmm. my mom picked Gypsy, mm -hmm. and I picked, <laughs> and I don't regret it, Xanadu. Oh. I do not regret it. I do not. Cheyenne Jackson, I saw Meeks and Carrie Butler, I saw some Mary Testa. It made me laugh. I didn't regret it. My parents looked at me like, kind of like, what was that? I don't yeah. care. My point, and the reason why you made me think of this experience, mm -hmm. and it actually was one of my favorite memories, I'm going to go there, but is because you mentioned Jukebox musicals. Yep. We're a little bit biased because of our background in theater. I know my answer. My question for you, Camberley, yeah. is about how many jukebox musicals would you say you've seen? None. About zero. Not a I single have one. Not seen one. Congratulations. Because I just, it's not something I've seen the clips online. Mm -hmm. I won't lie. I may may or may not have seen a few bootlegs on YouTube. Bootlegs don't exist. They don't exist. They don't exist. But if they yes, did, they do. I may have seen them. Um, <laughs> and honestly, it's just not for me. I'd rather see the original artist do it than people go up on stage. But again, that's just me. That's just I, I, me. And, I'm not into it. And we're being honest about that because yep. we did not see Mom. I've never seen Mamma Mia never to this day. It. Uh, I have not seen MJ. Never uh, saw it. Me, was it Bad Out of Hell? Was it Me Love Musical? That was, that was only a limited run, and honestly, I had no interest. Because I, I, no offense, and I know he's yes. passed. I'm not into his music. R.I.P. Me Love. R.I.P. So I only know one song of his. Which one? <laughs> <laughs> I would do anything for love, but I won't go see Bad Out of Hell. That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> Thank you for delivering. You are welcome. It's just, look, yeah. I have no beef with the guy. Get it? Beef and meat. Yeah, yeah. I, oh, oh, that, oh my, my gosh. You're on a roll. You're on a roll. She's hot tonight. She's hot. Honestly, I just, it's not, look, it's good not, for him. He had a bigger career than I ever will. And good for him. Applaud, applaud. But it's just not my type of music. And so I good think, for him. Regarding Mamma Mia, I remember when it originally came out on Broadway, and I want to say it played at the Winter Garden, which had cats. Th yeah, it did now. Forever. Cats now and forever. That and was it, in forever. Winter it, Garden keeps 
getting them forever. Oop, forever. Well, I think they have Beetlejuice right now. But that's neither here nor there. I've heard it's good. Point, I, I haven't seen it. <laughs> point, <laughs> the point of the story on Mamma Mia is I remember the reviews when it first came out, and they mm -hmm. basically said if you're not a fan of ABBA, you're going to be disappointed. Yeah. And so the reason why I asked Kimberly this question is because the only jukebox musical I have ever seen is Jersey Boys. Yeah. And I did it for my dad because I'd like to think my love for my dad is stronger than my dislike of the Jersey Boys. Frankie Valley <laughs> and, and the Four Seasons. Uh, the plot actually wasn't that bad. I was surprised because most of the time with jukebox musicals, for you, the listener, what you're going to get is songs. They got to get all their songs in, but then the the actual oh, script they're going to they're, they're going to force such it. A lame script. Okay, I don't want to say that. That's negative. In most of them, it's yes. a script that's very thin. It's a very thin, it's a reach. plotless kind of thing where, oh, maybe it's all a dream in my head, but then they put it all together with the songs and throw them in there any way they can. It's just, it's it, it's not for me. And I just don't want to rail on it too hard because I know people really love it. And I'm not going to judge you if you go and see it, if it gets your butt into a Broadway chair. Because that's what, I mean, I think everybody should experience and it. I think so that's... I'm not going to rip on people's tastes if it keeps the performing arts because in a lot of ways performing arts are kind of being gutted in schools around the u.s and things and so for me i'm not going to rip on that i don't care if it's a theater in the middle of iowa whatever keep it going people so i'm not going to rip on and it. i think that's when you were addressing your beef with meatloaf mm -hmm. i don't think i stole your material uh, yeah. <laughs> i don't think your beef has to do with meatloaf itself your beef is pay paying 90 to 100 dollars for meatloaf when you aren't necessarily a meatloaf fan it's, it's yeah it's just not for me and i feel like a lot of the time with the jukebox musicals it's about the material not the staging so much so or the to plot. charge 200 dollars for something that basically is artist music you can go to a concert of the artist if they're still alive i mean with mj obviously not and pay less for that to see them actually do it so for me it's a little confusing but again that's just a me thing it's just not for me i want something that um and even if it was the thing that i wanted to see most of all i wouldn't pay full price because i'm that cheap well, two things on that. One, if they're still alive. Ironically enough, Frankie Valley is still alive. Yes. And I love my dad so much, he got me to see... My dad and mom combined got me to see Frankie Valley live. Which I... Wows us. But regardless of yes. that, <laughs> when, we're, when we're talking about the amount of money, you mentioned $200. I'm just going to say this here and now. I have never paid $200 oh, for never. a ticket. No, and that's, that's kind of where we're kind of going with this. Is if you're coming to see Broadway, it's pretty normal for people to either ask me how to go about it or people at work do this too or people make the choice i won't say it's a mistake but they make the choice of um actually paying full price and for premium shows that are brand new like i know like book of mormon when it first came out in hamilton good luck you're mm -hmm. not going to get discounted well, seats. the best that you can do is like standing room or win the lottery hamilton, yeah yeah they do they do have lotteries so i guess but you're going to be standing most of the time the whole time so it's not really great if you're older or have any sort of disabilities or things like that um so it's up to you but there are ways to kind of buck the system to get cheaper tickets but if you want a comfortable seat you are going to have to pay i'm going to be honest with you i've never paid top dollar i won't see the original cast unless i can get a discount usually I'm sorry i'm just not paying that usually i don't either in the past when i was younger and i ironically had less money yeah. i used to do it more because i was gung-ho on seeing a specific show but now i've seen i will say this out of the five longest running shows in broadway history four of them are currently open those four are phantom of the opera mm -hmm. chicago lion king and wicked I have seen all four of them. Oh, really? So I have, yes. I've seen three. Three out of four. I have seen all four, and I can say three of them. I've seen more than once. Because oh, wow. tourists want to see it all yeah, come in. And, and I don't have hate. So that being said, when I was younger, I wanted to see, like, Chicago. Or I wanted to see Lion King. So yeah. I'd pay higher. But now they've been here a while. No, and pay a dollar, and I lived here long enough, I know that I can go in January or, like, early September, early October and get cheaper tickets. No, I agree, but here's the thing. Now we're kind of going off tangent, but honestly, for me, I also don't mind seeing the understudies because, yes. and I know some people don't like that. They want to see the original cast. For me, sometimes those understudies are more hungry than those leads. I know other people really love it. For me, sometimes I love seeing the understudies because I find them to be actually sometimes better than the leads so don't be afraid of that either because you can get better deals sometimes on matinees or off days like wednesday or things like that so it just depends so that being said yes we did get off topic but i'm i'm gonna go there it's good information Broadway, and we will have more good information because 
uh, we we know a decent amount about Broadway. Let's just say that. Yeah. Um, as far as should you go, should you not go? I've, I've played my deck. I am not being funded by Broadway, the Broadway League. I, they have not given me money. But I will say I've had a number of experiences where I was like, oh my gosh, I'm in New York City and this is an experience I could not get anywhere else. I'm right. so thankful to be here and experiencing this. One of those was with my mom and dad mm -hmm. when we went to see Gypsy. So when we talk about, we were talking about understudy versus lead, the Gypsy, I've seen Gypsy more than once and I'm not gonna lie, one of us in this room right now may have been in Gypsy. Mm -hmm. It was not me. And so I'm not a fan of the show. Are you a fan of Gypsy? I wasn't at first until I did the role. And then I realized how complex it was for a, a, a of a show of that time. Period. Are you going to tell what role you did? Because then yeah, I was Gypsy Louise. Thank you. And so, so we know the complexity of that. In role. some ways, I could kind of connect with that character, being that I was a big tomboy growing up. I could connect with her. The material isn't as serious as I normally like. I don't tend to do those older shows, but I stepped in for um, a director that I knew, and I'm glad I did it I, because I do feel that once you get into the shows, unless it's really bad, there's one show I did. I won't say I despise that show. And the I material never warmed up. Yeah, I never Got warmed it. up to it when I did it. I was like, oh no. <laughs> but, and, and I think the reason why... I liked it. I, I Yeah, I learned to really enjoy the material. You know, I think things like that can sometimes be overlooked because they're seen as old war horses. And I think one of the reasons why I got into that with Camberley Weather, she just liked the show, the material. I didn't talk about casting, but we've yep. talked about casting, understudy versus the originator or the original cast. Mm -hmm. I think part of that goes to, I did study directing in college, and one of the things they told us was 90% of the success of your show is determined when you choose your script and you choose your cast. Yep. You, you as a director, only affect really 10%. So I'm not saying that's oh, true or false. That's, I don't agree with that. I, yeah, I don't know that I agree with it, but I feel like maybe it was something they were trying to like get into as the importance of choosing a good script and good material and choosing a good cast. Basically saying that, uh, to keep us humble as directors and not get an ego. That's no, I get that, there. but you, you're the captain of the ship. I, I, the, I hear the, it the, well. The director's the captain of the ship, and if it's going down, it's because of the But part of being a good leader is knowing when to delegate or get somebody who, who has the skills to do what you want. And that goes into one of my memorable experiences with my parents was the gypsy I saw, I saw it with Bernadette Peters, but with my parents, I saw it with Patty Lapone. And when we talk about seeing people versus their understudies, Patty Lapone for me is one of those people that would get me into a show. She got me into seeing War Paint. She's got me into seeing, I love Sweeney Todd, but she got me into seeing her in Sweeney Todd. Mm -hmm. And we referenced her in our um, Seeing Stars episode, which was season two, episode 21. And that was, it wasn't necessarily the scene afterwards that impressed me. It's that this role, I'm not saying it was made for her as much as Evita may have been, but as soon as the orchestra was on stage in the beginning and the curtain rose and, and just seeing the power and the tour de force, I'll call it, performance of Ms. Lapone was just an awesome experience and I actually don't even necessarily like the material but I also felt the rest of the cast Laura Benanti was very impressive in that cast as well so I feel like that was one of those experiences where I'm like wow I'm glad I got to experience this not only with my parents but experience yeah. it at all yeah yeah no I hear that so the best way because some people are like when are you gonna tell us how to get these deals <laughs> well okay so the best there, there's many ways to do this and it really like i said depends on how you want to go about it because if you are established or save money there's ways the probably the most expensive way is to buy it online and the thing is i think we both agree buying it off a website it's not the best way for us I feel to do it it is a way to do it especially if it's a popular show and it's going to sell out it is a very convenient way to do it but you're gonna pay full price and you are gonna pay those ticket fees online and they can yes, get up to like ten dollars like a ticket or something and processing fees it's a darn website why am I paying for your stuff but whatever for me that's the way that I tend to skip it the other way that I think is very expensive that some people do is to actually go to the box office but the difference is you don't pay those fees so you can actually do you pay fees you, well that look. <laughs> it's in, no 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 I'm giving you the look because it's included in the ticket price they, they have a like theater fee or whatever but it's it's still yes it's cheaper it's to go to the box office but I was just giving you a look because if you're a listener who is not in New York City yeah that might be difficult for you. No, I agree. I'm just saying if you kind of want to take a gamble in any of these ways. When you go and do it the ways that we're going to say, 
you are taking a slight gamble that you may not get to see what you want. So it's always best to come in off season. Never like in December, good luck. In spring, good luck. In summer, good luck. But like that guy. Good luck. (laughs) Good luck to you with your poopy car. So the thing is, like if you're coming in January through February, it's dead. Even September and October, it's pretty dead before the holidays so you can get better chance of getting decent tickets. But if you're willing to take the gamble, you can also go to the box office and actually go to the theater when it opens up and bypass those charges. But the problem is you may not get the show that you want. So I think that's the big thing. That's that's the highlight of ordering online way ahead of time is your guaranteed seats. If you're you are going to pay it if you are gung ho on seeing that show. If you're gung ho on a particular show. And that's one of the things that I think in general is I, when I go to, when I'm going to go to a show, unless it's closing and I got to see it before it closes, I tend to have options. I'm kind of like, oh, where can I best seats? What's going to be the best price? I tend to have options because there's usually more than one thing I want to see. So as to what Camperly's saying is if you're gung-ho on seeing a certain show on March 16th, you're gonna, you're gonna pay. You're gonna pay. You're gonna pay. And then you yeah. might be paying that two hundred bucks. To me, I'm not saying it's not worth it, especially if you're a tourist and you're here and you want that one night in New York on March sixteenth and you sure. gotta see a certain show. Somebody's birthday and this is what they want, or anniversary and this is what they want. I get it. I'm not gonna judge you. But if you have time, this is this is what I would do if I was visiting for a week, and maybe this is just me. I would make a list of all the shows that I was interested in. Mm-hmm, Musicals mm-hmm. and plays, maybe even off Broadway. And then go to the place that everyone knows in New York City, TD, T, TKT. <laughs> I mean, there's too many of them. There's no. TDF, there's TKTS, there's T-t- a whole bunch T-t-t-t-t-t-t-t-t-t-t. of them. Today, today ticks. <laughs> today ticks, they're everywhere. With TKTS, that is the way that a lot of tourists will try to get tickets. Where is it? It's located on 47th and Times Square? It's right in Times Square. It's the big red steps yeah, by the George M. Cohen Square. Uh, the You're subway 47. stop. 40 and 49th. Between 47th yeah. and 49th because that big. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. There's a big old Starbucks. It's underneath it. You you can't. (laughs) If you miss it, I don't know what you're doing with your life. There's a bunch of steps, and it says TKTS, and it's red, and there's a huge line during the Uh, summer. uh, (laughs) And there's, well, well, there's the Elmos, and there's the Batmans, Uh, and there's the... Yeah, there's all kinds of trouble. You can't miss it. You'll make friends. You'll make friends Even if you don't want to. So TKTS, basically what they do is they give a disc... Not all shows. No. Basically what happens is shows that have... On Broadway or off Broadway, they will put a discount, a percentage of the ticket price that they will give you off of a ticket for that same day. Yep. The most I think I've seen is 50%. Yeah, on shows usually that are closing or off Broadway, you'll get the 50%. Usually it tends to be 30, sometimes 40. I've seen 25, I've seen 15 is pretty low. Usually it's between 25 and 50. 50 is high. And and that being said, if you have a number of shows, that's a decent option. And I'm not going to lie, this is where I jump up. Theater, musical theater nerds may know who Sherry Renee Scott is. Mm-hmm. I went, and I will say, if you're if you're in New York City in late August, early September, or will those in the tennis world know as the U.S. Open, go to Broadway. Go to Broadway. Because yeah. everyone who's in New York in late August, early September, because most of the world is back in school or thinking about going back to school, the people in town at that time are going to the U.S. Open. So they ain't trying to go to Broadway. So the reason why I bring up Sherry Renee Scott is that year I got to see Dirty Rotten Scoundrels and I got tickets to TKTS. Yeah. I was in the front row. I got spat upon by Sherry Renee Scott. And I'm not saying I'm a nerd like that, but I was like, I am best close to Sherry Renee yeah, Scott. See, I don't like being that close. <laughs> oh, I do. And the reason why is because I'm short. So if I'm that close, this happened when we saw Dear Evan Hansen. Yes. Um, oh, we were so close that I couldn't even see the whole ending scene. And I won't ruin it for anyone. But you could see it. And I was sitting there just staring up at the lights going, I wish I knew what was <laughs> happening. I totally didn't get to see the whole end because they're they're upstaged. And so I had no clue what was happening. I mean, I well, couldn't what they were saying. I think they were too close to downstage for you to see. I, what's interesting is after we left there, I think I did some research and found out you could have gotten a booster seat. Okay, I don't want a booster seat at this point in my life. But honestly, I could not see anything. And so I missed part of it. So if you're tall, it's a great option. If you're short like me, good luck. 
And if you have kids, young kids, it may be hard. So I think you got those tickets through a different program. I don't I think did. we did TKTS. I did. The reason why I bring that up is because with TKTS specifically, mm -hmm. when you go to that booth, they'll tell you, they'll say, oh, I got something oh, here, yeah. I got something here, I got something here. Out of what, out they, of have what they have remaining. And you can say, oh, I want something farther back. And there is this thing they will call obstructed view. Yes. Which basically means there's going to be a post or like Camberley yep. situation. There's the lip of the stage and yep. you can't see what's by their feet or knees mm -hmm. or maybe even could you even see their heads no i couldn't see anything <laughs> so i just no so essentially just, i saw blue i know that it was blue back there because it was daytime and it was supposed to be sunny so essentially camberly had obstructed view but that's neither here nor there my point is due to my genetic failures tkts of the places we're talking about more or less uh TKTS is one of my top two ways to get tickets. Oh, I love I TKTS. I agree. TKTS is, especially if you're a New Yorker, you know about it. And that's what we were, what I was talking about earlier is like, if I'm at work and a couple people, my friends are like, hey, want to go catch a show tonight? That's the awesomeness of living in New York City. And then I'm on, I should be working, but I'm on my phone going, yeah, you know what? Let's meet up and go hit TKTS. But the thing is with TKTS that it does change. So even if you see a show earlier, like an hour mm -hmm. earlier, it will pop off it may pop back on it's so weird how it happens like you'll be staring at it talking about it should we see this one and then you go back and it's gone and you're like oh so the more but then it pops back maybe before the curtain but do you want to take that risk because you may lose all the shows that you were interested in so you kind of have to be prepared to jump so the moral uh, i guess what i'm hearing from you is seize the opportunity because yes. when it's there and you want it, get in that line, gets in that line, and get your ticket. I, I remember once we went and, and it popped off, and then we just waited, and it did come back. But then another time we waited, and it didn't, so we left. And I was <laughs> sick. So it, it's a gamble. Because there was nothing else we wanted to see. Oh, hell no. It was just garbage that night. And, I mean, and there, but another man's garbage is another person's treasure, so we won't say what. But for me, I was like, no, I'm out of here. I was waiting for you to reference Meatloaf again. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, and, and I will say that Broadway is open seven days a week. In that everything doesn't show every day. They no, take different dark true. nights. Which is so smart. It used to be just Mondays. Yeah. And now they moved it to sometimes Tuesdays. Sometimes Mondays. And some of them start at seven. Some start at eight. Some just have matinees on Sunday and the evening. So that's the nice thing is they're basically have kind of broken the mold so there's always something running it may not be as much on monday or tuesday but there's always something running well and also those things that are running on monday and tuesday may not be as full because generally oh, when yeah. i sat friday and saturday and even They're sunday i would say are the roughest times yeah. so do you want to say more about how to get tickets or should i prompt you because i know where one thing you know a lot about. oh well yeah there's one that this one is not so easy for somebody who's out of town this was something for more for people who live in new york city or are new to new york city or new jersey or connecticut this. yeah or new jersey or connecticut but it really it may not be worth it unless you see um a handful of shows a year but it's called tdf and this is something that i joined now not everybody can join this it's for students it's for people who are working hourly um technically i do work hourly because i have a um as a salary but on top of it i do get overtime so that counts so they, they're kind of tricky with how that you can get this you can see on the tdf site if you are able to get this uh, you may know friends who are able to get this and then you can get tickets because you know i know noah joined me on a couple things and it's 40 dollar membership a year now i'm not about membership but in the end i ended up using it i think twice within the first six weeks and it pretty much mm, already paid itself i think you off. did three yeah, three in the first six weeks, and it ended up paying itself off like that. So you may want to go in with a friend. They pay 20, you pay 20, done. But it's just, it's a great way because what it is is that they will show tickets day of and a couple days in advance. So that's how I went to see Dear Evan Hansen mm -hmm. and also right. Come From Away. And you also ended up seeing an off-Broadway show, Broadway Bounty Hunter. I did. <laughs> so, Annie Golden, Annie Golden, Annie Golden. Yeah, so basically... I saw that because I went on the site and they the problem with this is they don't tell you where you're going to be seated or if it's obstructed right so basically it's more of a gamble when we went to see Annie Golden it was really great at Bounty Hunter it was really great seats, but it was it was a smaller theater to be fair and actually come from away were decent yeah. seats they weren't bad I tend to like the mezzanine first row mezzanine but those are bougie seats so there you go but um with Dear Evan Hansen, there was the issue where I couldn't see certain parts of it because I am so short. You do not know where you're going to be seated. But that being said, I end up getting tickets for like 40 bucks. Right. Actually, that, that's how I, the first show I saw. 
Oh, good. We have a story from, from Camberley. Oh, from, oh, oh. Um, TDF was one I had been itching to see. Oh, no. More for bad than probably it, good. Sick this curiosity. has changed her forever. I freaking <laughs> love this show. And my oh, only no. regret is that I did not see it beforehand oh because it was closing at this time it hurts and that is king kong the musical and you're oh like no. king kong the musical oh yes for real this is what you saw and you are admitting this and the reality uh. is and i'm making fun of jukebox musicals yes indeed i did see it and i have absolutely no regrets so you see that show that some people would be embarrassed for you to go see girl it was good girl you need good. to do full disclosure. I'm going to out you right now. Out me. Not only did she see King Kong, the musical, and it changed her forever. Yeah. She also may or may not have looked up a bootleg online uh, to see the other, because we saw the understudy. Yeah, we saw the understudy. So you went yeah, to see the original. It is no longer online. But um, I did see that briefly before it got pulled, as they should. Moving up, moving up, moving on up. You shouldn't have those up there. Shame <laughs> on you. But, um... It was it was interesting. I will say the set yes. was absolutely amazing. But <laughs> moving look, up, let's moving just up. say that the the um, acting in the script was a little bit ooh. But King Kong and I stand by it was absolutely amazing. And the thing is, they he should have won the Tony. They didn't utilize him enough. He was the only thing saving that show. The music was a stinker. Okay. The staging was fantastic, just because of the amount of pride they put into those sets. King Kong cracked me up and the way that it moved and growled was absolutely fantastic if it is possible i will put up the bows because you are allowed to tape the bows they tell you you could take pictures yeah they said you could take pictures of the bows and things at the end because people want to see king kong he got about the rest of the cast Nobody cared. Uh, We wanted to see king kong what if when i was i was present for this yes i did I can say I was changed forever. I've seen a lot of bad shows. And there is, I will agree with Campbell, there's something to be said. There's good, it hurts. And, I mean, sorry. Yeah. There's bad, it hurts. It's Where so painful, I, it's bad. I, did, I waste my time. And then there's bad, funny. I would call... <laughs> King Kong was fantastic. It was the stinker was, that it, we all were no, waiting for. it was not fantastic. I, I disagree with you wholeheartedly, but I will say it was bad, funny. That's what I'm saying. It was okay. fantastic. No, it was not, fantastic. That is not fantastic. My favorite part was when King Kong jumps down from the building, not on the Empire State Building, yes. which didn't look like the Empire That's State Building. That's what I was That was her it biggest complaint. Like it. Was King Kong's on the top of the Empire State Building, and there's that not that like steeple yep, part, yep, yep. which is like that's iconic. Which was it funny. Made no freaking sense. Because we were watching it, and Camberley was like, "Oh, this is amazing!" Oh, she didn't like the people behind her because there were some kids behind her kicking her seat and just being yeah, rambunctious. Just, mm. And I wouldn't say kids; they were teenagers, so they were old enough to know better. But neither here nor there. They weren't teenagers. Other than but them, they were annoying. But her biggest complaint was that the Empire State Building doesn't look like the Empire. It didn't look like it. It could have been anywhere. So then. It's so weird because it's supposed to be in the 1930s, and then all of a sudden techno music comes on. Yeah. Techno music while King Kong is running through the streets. Techno music. You it forgot. made no freaking sense. You forgot my... Uh, so, uh, it was bad but funny as opposed to bad but it hurts i will say that i did literally guffaw when king kong was fighting this snake thing the snake. yeah it's I, the movie it was yeah. so oh it was so you know the and then movie. they said splat yeah i've seen it. they it's said classic. splat i don't remember splat this is clearly clearly camberley's <laughs> been changed forever she remembers was, a lot of it details. was so bad it was good it, uh, no, was, it was absolutely <laughs> fantastic i wish i'd my only regret is not seeing it two more okay times. do you know how much money you paid for that ticket I think I paid $50. I see. And I was in good seats towards the front. Uh, we were all right. It was good. We were, I thought we were under the mezzanine yeah, on the ground cares? floor. I could see it. It was good. The, yeah. My, qu- my query to you is, would you have paid 150 No, absolutely. I wouldn't pay 150 for any show. Well, then I guess you didn't love it enough. I don't love any show that much. <laughs> so, you could bring back Ethel Merman for the dead, and I wouldn't pay those prices. So, one thing, I'm, I'm getting a little bit about buying tickets because TDF, but do you need to say anything about TDF before we get off that? So, TDF, I honestly think it's a good deal. I haven't done it yet because theaters are slowly opening up but i'm going to be renewing it now um because i let it obviously lapse because why would i pay for it when broadway was well they also stopped you prematurely because broadway was shot yeah absolutely yeah and i didn't get that back but whatever so i'll look at it as a donation (laughs) because you got king kong you're the winner in this situation you could do that and even split it between four friends (laughs) 
And then, you know, one person keeps passing her and goes, hey guys, the problem with that is that you have to go with the person who's on the account. You cannot gift the tickets because they have to show ID to get in. So that is the only thing is that they can't be gifted. You have to go. So if you hang out with me and I get you in, you have to hang out with me. And what, so what, me I'm, a drink. what I'm hearing about TDF is one of the pluses is you can arrange it a day before. A or day two or two. Before, yeah. So you know. A day of. But yeah. one of the negatives about TDF as opposed to TKTS yeah. is you don't know where you're sitting and you've no control oh, no. over where you're sitting. No. And you have to go with the person even if you don't like them. So learn to like me. If you <laughs> well, well, I'm just clarifying the pluses and minuses when, when yeah. listeners are doing that. So I, I need to talk about one of my other memorable experiences. And this memorable experience is one of my favorite shows. If you ever have the opportunity to see this show, I can honestly say, do it, do it, do it. The show was The Mystery of Edwin Drood. And it is a bit of an obscure show in that it was a, a story by Charles Dickens that was not necessarily finished. So basically what they do is audience participation where you can, the audience gets to vote on like who the lovers are and who the murderer is. And it was such a wonderful experience. Of course, the lovers are always the people that shouldn't be like a brother or sister or an older lady and a way younger man, which gets into Cheetah Rivera. So Cheetah Rivera, I consider her like a Broadway icon. She was in West Side Story, Chicago, and Kiss of the Spider Woman. And she was playing uh, the Princess Puffer, and she got paired up on the evening I saw with a way younger man. And the way she played it up was just so <laughs> fun. That being said, the show itself was wonderful. I'm so glad I got to see it. The material itself is fun. It, it's an enjoyable experience. And the, the lady sitting next to me actually turned to me halfway through. She says, do you know this show? I said, yeah, I know the show. She says, well, you're laughing so hard. You're clearly enjoying it very much. And I'm like, and I did. It, it, it was so wonderful to see. But the reason why I'm bringing it up now is uh, my real experience and how this applies to you, the listener, is one of the things about Broadway is they often do reception lines after shows where you can meet people. Mm -hmm. And it was a rainy night the night I went and I wanted to see Cheetah Rivera because she's an Aquarius and I'm Aquarius and I saw her and she's an icon. But she didn't come out. So not all performers come out. No. I will say that. So the security, they do have security there. The security guy said, who are you waiting for? And I said, Ms. Rivera. And he says, let me see what I can do. So he went in and he invited me backstage and I got to meet Ms. Rivera and get her autograph. This is not normal. This is not, <laughs> not normal. That security guard was so, so nice. I've been to a number of shows. I don't always stand in line, but I feel like there are certain people who are legends or icons who are not always going to be performing. So I feel we should uh, take advantage of these opportunities or these when we get sure. them. So I, you know, he very easily could say she's not coming out tonight or she's not seeing people tonight. But I got say thank you. I just wanted to let you know I enjoyed your performance. Thank you very much. And would ask, would you please sign my playbill? And she did, and she was very nice. And that was it. And then I was ushered out, and it was good. But that that to me was a memorable experience. That's something that I don't think I would get the opportunity to meet Cheetah Rivera backstage in. Idaho, if that makes sense. No, no, that's true. I mean, I was lucky because I knew somebody in um, who is an usher. It's part of the union. You actually have to be unionized to be an usher. And I was brought on stage, not during show. It was in between shows, matinee and evening show. And because I knew this usher, they let me go on stage and sing a few bars on the St. James Theater. Um, and so I got to go on stage. I have been on a Broadway stage. Do you remember what you sang? No. I oh, because I was going to make you sick it. No, no, I actually don't. But, you know, I can't put it on my resume. So it's all good. It wasn't but, Big Ass Glacier, apparently. No. That's one of her original that's songs. That's one of my originals. No, it was yeah. not. But, I mean, there's something really, really just magical about the Broadway experience. But if it is a big-time show that you are really interested in, that it's a hard ticket to get, and not all of them do this. I know Hamilton did during um, its heyday. I mean, now it's mm -hmm. a little bit easier to yes. get in. It was standing. You could do the lottery. Yeah, so so the lottery and yep. there's a rush also. So yep. oh, I did a little research on this. Basically, there's an online lottery. There's an in-person kind and of rush not thing. not all theaters do it. So you have to look to see what show you're interested in and go to the website. Very much so. So as far as pricing goes, because we threw out that $200 mm -hmm. ticket price. The lowest lottery I saw was a ham for a ham, which is $10 to see Hamilton. That is currently still going in and it is an online lottery. Mm -hmm. um, the one that's the most expensive from what I saw was Wicked. And they charge $49 to $59 what? for the lottery depending on the day. They obviously put the weekends higher. Are, are these standing room only? No, no. These, oh, okay. these are actual like, seat okay. seats. Because some are, of them are standing room right. only. These that I'm referencing busy. right now are seat Got seats. It. Got it. So they basically do these lottery the day of the show but you can enter the lottery beforehand. Like I've done the digital lottery yeah. and I've entered it and found out the day before. Mm -hmm. So you, because it's online, you don't necessarily 
back in days of gone by, you'd have to wait there the day of, and you have these long lines of people yeah. waiting to get a ticket. That's not so much anymore. Some have, I will, but though, going back to Wicked, who their lottery price is between $49 and $59 for a seat, but they do give student discounts and military discounts. Mm -hmm. So each show has their own kind of lane. Yeah. Some do lotteries, some do rushes, some do student discounts. So those are the kind of things you want to research online and sure. if, if you know what show you want to do. But I will say the cheapest lottery I've seen wholeheartedly is Hamilton uh, for 10 bucks, which is an amazing price. Uh, I I have done the lottery. I have seen shows because of the lottery. Mm -hmm. I've gotten lucky to win. You can put in the lottery, oh, the downfall of lottery. Because we talked about the downfalls of yep. TKTS versus TDF. Lottery, you can only get one or two tickets. Yes. You cannot get... I, I know some people who are coming to New York City. You're not getting a And there's going to be like five of them. <laughs> it's not... You're not going to... No, no, not going to happen. No. Nope. So, so it's, it's all of them have limitations in their own way. Well, the cruelest thing is to be if your parents coming with your kids. The parents go to Broadway show with their kids if they're teenagers right around yeah, town. Yeah, like they're seven years old. Go yeah. to Chinatown. No, we'll but, see you later. So the lottery. Have you done the lottery? Okay. I'm not a lottery type person. No, she's not. No, she's like she's more of a TDF. No, I just I like having a little bit more control with that. Um, but that's just me. Not that there's anything wrong with it. It's just maybe I will one day. Yeah. I, I you never know. It's just another option. And I yeah. feel versus TDF, which I don't know is a viable option for somebody who's traveling here from out of town, I think that the lottery yeah, great or TKTS are definite options. You had mentioned standing room only, SRO. Yeah. Which basically the way that works, from my understanding, is a Broadway theater has to be sold out. Yes. And once that theater is sold out, yep. then at the box office, they will sell standing room only tickets where you're basically standing the, the entire performance. Time. I'm going to be honest. I've never done that. I will never do that. I, Can you imagine if it was Les Mis and it's three hours and 20 minutes? Look down. Point, look it's down. Just like, no. You that, are looking down. You're looking down at your feet saying, these dogs are barking. This hurts if you have the wrong shoes on. Well, oh, no. you know, from what I've heard, though, from some ushers is that if people leave at intermission, that they'll put you in the seats. But they have to make sure that nobody's coming back for a while. Oh. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, like, yeah. If, so if they're five minutes late and then they kick you out, that looks bad. Or if somebody... There used to be a thing called second acting a show, and I am not endorsing that at all. But there's also such a thing as people walking out of shows. Yeah. Some people have left at intermission or beforehand. God knows I wanted to. Have you ever done it? I, I yes, I did. Ooh, what did I you, did. I did. Did you say what it was? Oh no, it was a play, and a friend wanted to go see it, and I think it was like in something like TDF, and or they got free tickets, and it was so bad. I don't even remember. I so I it was out. here in New York. Oh yeah, I walked out. Oh wow. We walked out at intermission and got drinks instead. It was like this thing's terrible. Wolf. I forget what it is. Yep. Wolf. Buzz your girlfriend. Wolf. But that's it. That's just that's the only one. Yeah, I, I wanted to a few times, but everybody else wanted to stay, so I was like, okay, fine. I, I never walked out. I didn't even walk out of King Kong. But Hell no. I wanted to stay. I know. Well, even if you weren't with me, I wouldn't have walked out. I think... Oh, I'm thinking of the worst show I've ever seen on Broadway. I'm th I have my answer, actually. I just thought of it right now. Yeah, I, I don't want to... Well, I'll say it. I have no problems. And this is a warning to you listeners out there. Some of the worst shows I've seen on Broadway were Lestat and Dance of the Vampires. Lestat was probably the worst because that was... It hurt. It was bad. So therefore, it wasn't even funny. And so I didn't even walk out of that. Part of it was I went to see it end. At any rate, those those are the cheaper ways you can necessarily get tickets beforehand. I think we've... The only one we really haven't touched upon is Today Ticks. I and, don't know that one. And that is kind of similar from my understanding to TDF. It's just a different corporation. And instead of... What you do is you check in with the person outside the actual box office of the theater the day off. But Today Ticks is another option, and that's another one. But that is one that I will say Kimberly and I are least familiar with. The last uh, experience, I guess, that is unique that I just wanted to mention about Broadway that I've experienced and I feel you can't experience anyone else was Waitress the Musical. I had seen it more than once, and I got to see it with Sarah Bareilles. And that was special not only because she was a composer, but also because she's not known as an actress. And I found... The fact that there's some people who are known on an international scale or an international level, and then having them come to Broadway, perform, and having you experience them, essentially expose their heart to you, was just wonderful and a moving experience. So I, I cherish that and think that's another great opportunity because we talked about um, celebrity or stunt casting. They do. If you're into that, hey, you can see those TV stars on the Broadway stage, and it does happen a lot. Yeah, it happens 
quite a lot. Um, it, it's not. It doesn't draw me in, but I understand why it would to somebody who is not necessarily a theater person. Um, I feel like for theater people, it's it's a little bit controversial sometimes uh, because it you know it, it can be controversial. But we won't get into that. But for somebody who enjoys it, there's nothing wrong with that. If you want to see somebody from your favorite show who's doing something, it gets your butt in the seat and you get a great experience. So no judgment on that as well. Um, if you're not into that, like I said, go support the understudy and they are on you know a couple times a week so that is also an option so there you go but as far as broadway now because i haven't seen anything for quite a while covid's um, real <laughs> yeah so if you could see um a couple shows what would you a couple i gotta do a couple i just had one no you could just do one then well what, to, what would you want to see to clarify from the stat i said earlier in this episode where i said that the 2018-19 season had 1.43 billion and 38 shows 38 shows opened to quantify that to today today there are currently 20 shows running on broadway mm. so that's just a comparison see where we're at and why not necessarily why we're doing this because we love Broadway even if we weren't in this time but we want to support it and we we do actively want to go and we're excited about that opportunity and I mean the part of it is we still don't know what's going to happen so well, yeah, I can understand why producers and people don't want to put their money down I get it and that's yeah. fair so I'm going first fine I'll go first yeah. if I were to see a show and I don't necessarily like the material I've seen the show before with Rolo Esparza but if I had to see a show today it would be Company because of Patti Lapone and Katrina Lank. Mm. Because I, I'm not necessarily big into the, the... They're switching the genders from what was originally written. And I'm not big into that. I don't know that that matters to me, per se. Mm -hmm. But I'm a sucker for Patti Lapone. And Katrina Lank, I had seen in the band's, band's visit. Yeah. And she, to me, really was a great part of that show. I'm not saying she's the best vocalist in the world. I didn't She's care. not. I was just going to say that because that was a show and that's why I kind of encourage if anything interests you, even if you don't know it well to go because I had no interest in the band's visit but originally. I kind of was interested but not really. And I think I pushed you a little you bit. You pushed me and it was my birthday and I, nothing else was interesting to me and so I think I ended up getting tickets from TDF for cheaper and I went to a matinee on my birthday because I had plans at night. And I took the chance, and honestly, it was probably one of my favorite experiences that I've had in the last, like, three, four years. Wow. I think, besides King Kong. It, <laughs> but for different reasons. It was just a beautifully done show, and I had never seen her as a performer. And she is not the strongest vocalist, but sometimes you can make up for that with passion and acting, which she did. So that's why I kind of want to say take a chance so I could see why you'd be interested in, in because of her, Because of her and Patti LuPone. Patti LuPone, Patti LuPone yeah. I respect her pipes. She's an icon. She got some pipes, and I like her chutzpah. She she has a lot to say but Katrina Lank her acting in the band's visit I was not really aware of her work before that mm -hmm. vocals Patti LuPone beats her in that in my mind it's not a competition but if I'm going to a show to see something Patti LuPone has me on the vocal and Katrina Lank has me on the acting because yeah. she she made me connect with her and I believed in her and I believed in the emotions she was selling so I they hit you not necessarily the story and that's why I say for you the listener it really depends if you care about the story or not I know company I know it pretty well I don't really like the, the material but I like the actors in it so I'm willing to Ben, I mean, I saw King Kong the musical, so yeah, <laughs> and company is no King Kong. Let's just put it like that. Absolutely. Now, for me, the thing that I really want to see, which is probably going to be still difficult at this uh -oh. time, is Hades Town. Uh -huh. I have wanted to see this for a while. I'm really big into Greek mythology. It's one of it was one of my fun things that I loved in high school and was obsessed with and I've heard really good things about it. It's still kind of a hard ticket to get, um, but I've heard it, it's very simple and in, in, in the way that it's set up. The stage, the stage looks great and things, but I've heard it's it's simplistic, but in a wonderful way. And I'm, I have a sick curiosity. I definitely want to see it, not because anyone specific is in it. Um, I just want to see the story and the staging and somehow I will finally see this. The other one I'm kind of interested in is Moulin Rouge, not mm. because I'm really big into the movie. I actually don't normally like things based off of movies so much, mm -hmm. but um, I'm just curious. <laughs> it's a sick curiosity that I want to see it. But definitely, I am gunning to see Hades Town. I'm pretty excited and can't wait to get my butt in the seat. Yeah. And so, I, this is my final question because we, we've talked about our experiences on yeah. Broadway. We've talked about what we want to see. And we also talked about ways you can see Broadway at a price that does not break the bank. If someone were a tourist or somebody mm -hmm. coming to New York City, is there a show you would recommend that people see? 
Oh, as a tourist? Yeah. The uh, reason why I, I know why I'm asking, but... No, I, I something like Town may not be so palatable for tourists. Even like a band's visit, I could see why... For, the masses it may not have the appeal i think the shows that would make people most excited of course besides something like hamilton because it has gotten so much buzz um i think fan of the opera look i i don't personally care for the show it's more of it's kind of iconic and it honestly people get excited by the sets. It, it, it's one of the first shows that was if you know your musical theater history that was a spectacle show and because of that the rest of them have closed it was like Les Mis and Miss Saigon were all of that era. So it's kind of a relic of the, of that. And it is impressive. I wouldn't call I it a that? relic. I'd call it a throwback or something that harkens back to the glory days. The glory days that started making musical theater very popular. So, it, it, I mean, it always was where it became more mainstream. So, honestly, you kind of have to see it. I mean, the sets are amazing. The music is good. And I think most people would like that. And I think something, honestly, like Beetlejuice. Uh, Beetlejuice is no longer running. Oh, never mind. Never mind about Beetlejuice. You but but you were good to see it. Yeah, yeah. But so basically, I'm <laughs> hearing closed? this. It did. Oh, I thought it came back, but I guess it didn't. Uh, well, I'm going as as of right now. Yeah, this a moment lot of in time, just did not it is it. not open. I know it's coming back. It will be coming back. Ah, I do remember seeing yes. in the future. I'm talking about if today in the here and now, you, the listener, wanted to go see a show and you were buying tickets right here, right now. Yeah. Beetlejuice would not be currently running, no. but they did announce they're coming back. I don't have the exact date. So that's fine. So I would stick with Hamilton or actually even Wicked because I think those are the two that got the biggest buzz. Not for fan so of the long. opera. So you were taking that. No, out? no, no. Okay. And and fan of the opera just because of what it represents as far as theater history, and I think it's still as fresh as it was back then. <laughs> it's just I, I guess, <laughs> but it's just. But it's know. also music. My mom chose that when she, we they came, and she chose it because I think my mom likes spectacle. When she goes to sure, show, sure. If you're paying and, for that price, yeah. And if you want spectacle, yo, that chandelier will fall. Spoiler. And honestly, everybody knows some of the music. The, exactly, so it's and that's the other that you're thing. familiar with. And honestly, I have never met a tourist who saw it who said it was okay. All really? of them, yeah, all of them were like, "Oh, I loved it," because it's a spectacle. So, <laughs> so if you're a local, we don't recommend that one. If we, you're a local, say, pass. We, Unless we, you really have memories, well, for some reason. No, what I will say is, if you're a local, you can push the boundaries a bit more. I think that it, it's kind of like travel and the way you go somewhere that's you know yeah. not too dangerous for your style. Yeah. If if you're somebody who's in a dangerous this then yeah. maybe go see Moulin Rouge or Hades Town or, or like Camberley. Well, Moulin Rouge is popular. I think it is. That it everyone is. would like that. For me, it's not a show. Uh, but I also don't know if you have kids along. If that that's necessarily something you want your kids. No, you don't take kids to Moulin Rouge. But that's kind save of my it point. for a you know a, a date night. I think you could take the kids to Phantom. Yeah, 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 absolutely. It's, kids it's would not like that. Sure. It's not overtly offensive. Yeah, Moulin Rouge, I mean, it was a bunch of women dancing around there's, seductively. There's some parental <laughs> guidance needed. And I guess that's why I asked that question, yeah, because yeah, yeah. if you're a tourist coming here and you don't know as much if about If you don't Broadway, have kids or you're going with friends, go see something like right. Moulin Rouge. Or even Hamilton, though. Don't they sling around some naughty there, words? There are some swear words, yes. There are some swears. There, there will be, and that's why it's interesting you said that, because there will be, yes, there are some bombs dropped. Well, it depends um, on the age of the kid, and also oh, for me... I that mean, was a pun. That was a pun, and I didn't realize, because there are bombs. Because it's war, revolutionary war, yeah. bombs dropped. Get it? Yeah. Ah, I even did that. Sorry. But yeah. I mean, look, I, I, I'm actually in the minority. I have no interest in Hamilton. And that's I know fine. I just said that. Now people are going to come at me with pitchforks. Well, it, as we've said, it's everybody has their different Absolutely. tastes, and that's why when I talk about travel, you go somewhere that's within your taste ranger that you're comfortable with. I think Phantom is something you mentioned that you mentioned Wicked and you mentioned Hamilton. Yeah. I think that's accessible to many people. To the masses, people. right. Right. I I guess if I were to pick something to recommend to a tourist who doesn't think like me, I guess, mm-hmm. I would recommend Wicked. And yeah. the reason why is because it, you, you know The Wizard of Oz. Everyone knows it. But also as an adult, I felt there were themes about what is good, what is bad, um like image how you portray yourself and who is the more um shrewd or or smarter person among the two witches so it, it's for an adult i feel there could be an intellectual discussion whereas the phantom of the opera i don't get it's cut and dry with wicked it's like it's kind of that old thing that people say of you don't always know the full story 
and there's two sides to every story and there's the truth which is interesting and, and it is interesting when i saw it i was like oh that's interesting this is why this happened this way and what so it is interesting and from a child's perspective it's just fun you know i think it's very safe for families i think it's safe for tourists i think it's safe for locals <laughs> oh they've made it marketable like it. they have made it marketable for, for kids because they are selling up a storm exactly. over there so no matter what you choose there's no judgment from us. We just want you to get into those seats. I can't judge anyone because I saw King Kong the musical and I bragged about it. And let me tell you, I enjoyed it. I thought it was great. Fight me. Moving up, moving up, moving on up. <laughs> it was Gotta so move bad. Up, I up. freaking love it. I, they, they didn't even record the soundtrack. They're not coming after me. <laughs> and on that note, Broadway, live your life as an exclamation, not an explanation.